Hi, this is Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Welcome to our podcast. Today's topic, mistakes. Oh, you've probably never made any, but I make bunches of them. As my students are well aware of, there are no mistakes, only design opportunities. Or that's what I tell them. We, of course, know that's nonsense. There are all sorts of mistakes. Plenty of them. The question is, how do you handle them? Do you smack yourself in the forehead and call yourself names? You idiot. Do you smack the tool and blame it? It was the tool's fault. The chisel slipped. wasn't my fault. Or you smack the wood and say, oh, it was the grain direction. It was the grain's fault, not my fault. Or do you just leave the room and let the problem shrink to its normal size and figure out a solution to the mess you've created? Mistakes are... Just a part of the game. And the difference between an amateur and a professional simply is the professional looks at it, may say a word or two, and then goes about the fix. Usually it takes longer to convince yourself that there's a fix that can be made or a fix that should happen. I know I had a situation once with a tabletop and I glued it up, walnut, and there's all sorts of color in in the local walnut. And there was this, I had scraped it and sanded it, and I noticed this one little yellow spot in it. And I said, well, that can't be glue because I have scraped and sanded this piece. And that can't be glue. And I stared at it for a full day. And then I stared at it the next day, thinking, that can't be glue. I've scraped and I've sanded it. And finally, I took a scraper to it and scraped the glue off. Yeah, it was glue. You know, it took, took me two days to get around to the decision. It's just... Go ahead and fix it. It usually takes so little time. It takes more time to hem and haw about it and what should I do and how should I do it. Just go ahead and make the fix. It's usually much quicker. Now, mistakes can occur for all sorts of reasons. You can get tear out, cross-cutting a board. You don't have a zero-clearance fence behind the cut and it tears out. So you can fix that or slow down your cut or increase the angle of your blade a little bit. That works particularly well when, when you're cutting plywood. If you're cross-cutting plywood, that, that outside veneer tends to chip up all the time. So if you don't have a scoring blade on your table saw, drop the blade so that it's just cutting the veneer. The blade's sitting up a 32nd of an inch, and you score that veneer, and then you back the cut up, don't move the board, then raise it up high and make the second cut. Get both veneers cut that way clean. So there's tear-out issues. There's grain issues, reading the grain incorrectly. You know, you can read the grain and, and still get it wrong. You just think you're right and still get it wrong. Or take five passes and the sixth pass that you take is going to give you tear-out. There's no telling. There are some mistakes that are a little bit easier to avoid. The one where you cut the board twice and it's still too short. That one. That one you can you can probably correct. Putting a mortise in the wrong spot, measuring things out inaccurately, or not having your parts marked out correctly, that's that's usually one that can be avoided. Um, but only once have I had the opportunity to uh, panic and glue up because I put my pieces together wrong. I put them on backwards. And it was possible because it was a, I think it was a slot mortise and tenon joint that I was putting together in a frame and uh, put it together wrong, and it wasn't going to fit correctly. 
um, something about it was wrong. And, and after that occurred, oh boy, I went out and bought clamps that I could reverse so that I could push the joint apart if I ever did that again. And guess what? I've never done that since. <laughs> I learned. I've got the clamps. I've got the clamps I can reverse the heads on. But you just, you think ahead. And that's part of the thing about making mistakes. When you make these mistakes, you go, oh, yeah, I can't do that. You're getting ready to glue up, and you go, you know what's going to happen? If I glue this up on these black pipe clamps, I'm going to get a stain. So I'm going to put a little piece of tape under the joint, and that'll eliminate the stain. Or I'm going to go out and buy galvanized pipe clamps, and that works just as well. You know, I had a student one time who was just starting out with us, taking a novice class, and uh, he'd taken a was in it for for a few weeks and and uh, came up to me one time and it turns out he was uh, a surgeon uh, retired and he was uh, retired also from uh, teaching up at the local hospital anyway he said that he was amazed by how much woodworking and surgery were alike in that you know when he was a young surgeon he would get into these spots that he'd have to figure his way out of and the same thing was happening in his woodworking he would make these mistakes and then he'd have to fix the mistakes and he said that that would happen in surgery and what happened you know after years of practice is that he would learn not to get into those situations he wouldn't put himself into those spots learning from your mistakes important stuff you figure out little things you figure out that when you're hand planing you keep good pressure on the on the nose as you're starting the cut and on the heel as you're finishing it up. So you get a good straight cut. There are these things that you learn by making the mistakes. And and then you make corrections. Clamping and gluing and finishing, you make, you make the corrections after you've made that mistake. And sometimes, sometimes the mistake and the fix for the mistake is so good that you keep it. Uh, I have a student, Jeff, who's uh, building furniture, and his chair design had an issue with a shoulder on the uh, crest rail closing up. He couldn't get it to close up, and uh, finally he just said to hell with it, and uh, took his router to it, cut a groove down the edge of the shoulder between the shoulder and the and the leg, and stuck in a piece of inlay and it was with a contrasting wood and it looked great and ever since that time it's a part of the design that's called a design opportunity and you can have those i was building a, one of my china cabinets and this was back when i used the dado blade more and i set up a cut because i was going to plow this big wide groove down the center style of my side panel and i, I made the cut and then flipped the board on the fence on the table saw fence to make a second cut and I looked at it and I had missed after I made that second cut I realized I had missed the middle I had moved the fence over just a bit too much and it had left this section of wood behind which I liked which I left in the piece and then incorporated an inlay across the front to mimic that idea so you know just just chance but sometimes those mistakes those screw-ups uh, give you a new way of looking at things, and that's valuable. Mistakes are inevitable. How do you recover from them? So there are, you know, so many 
so many we could talk about. Cutting pieces too short? Well, you can scarf two boards together. And if you don't point it out to the to the looker, most people won't see that if you do a good job. But, you know, when you're when you're correcting mis- your mistakes in wood, you have to pay attention to grain direction. You have to pay attention to whether it's riff sawn or quarter sawn or flat sawn and the color of the wood. You want to match it perfectly, which is why everything that I chop off a board goes in my offcut bin, but I don't get rid of that until a piece is done. So I can go back in there and grab the right piece for a, for a patch. Uh, so it's a perfect color and grain match. It's amazing what you can do to fool the eye. And I've gotten really good at it. And the reason I've gotten really good at it is that I make a lot of mistakes. I've gotten really good at patching because I make so many dang mistakes. But, poof. They're just they're just all over the place. I've got a drawer at the at the studio that I pull out and show my students and say, okay, so these are how you cut half blind dovetails, and uh, and no one notices all the mistakes I made on the piece. It's only when I start to point them out they they go, oh, you cut the groove on the wrong side of the of the board. You put it on the top instead of on the bottom where it was supposed to go. But no one sees that. Oh, you patched this dovetail joint. Oh, you did that. I mean, there's. You get good at fixing mistakes, I guess is the point. You can get very good at it. Mistakes simply turn into avenues, another way of looking at things. One of the design tricks that I use with my students' work and and with my own is to look at the piece from a different perspective. So I take the piece and I turn it upside down. So your eye is fooled. You're not going to see the chair the same way you've been looking at the chair for the last few months or the table or whatever it is, the cabinet. You have to look at it from a different point of view. And that different perspective is sort of a, you know, it's it's so different. It gives you a better look at things, gives you a clearer look at things. We see something differently by mistake. And and this all happened because I turned a piece over one time and I realized, you know, and I went back to look at it and I realized I had left it turned upside down and that mistake allowed me to see something different. So it's those kinds of mistakes, I think, that are really valuable uh, that help us to uncover solutions, particularly to design problems, forcing your eye to see things I guess, in a mistaken way, upside down, um, forces you to see it, see the form or proportions in a way that you weren't, weren't seeing it before because you get used to something. So those expectations get changed and that helps us uh, come up with solutions. Clearly, our mistakes can, uh, can create tough situations for ourselves. But, you know, the, the question is always, how do, you, how do you handle it? And you're in control of that. I have a friend who calls her studio Flying Hammer Studio. And, uh, you know, there's a certain level of frustration that, uh, that can enter anyone's, anyone's shop if um, you don't have it going right that day. But I think the key is, is understanding that this stuff happens and... Learning how to forgive ourselves is a big part of the job. It's a big part of the job. Letting it just roll off your back. Trying always to do your best work. But when you fail at that, when you make a mistake, 
learning how to let it go. Just let it go. My my technique now, and 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 I start my book handmade with this with this line. I'm one of the loudest woodworkers around, and that's the truth. But I have learned that when I make a mistake now, what I do is I leave the room because the mistake always takes on the size of the room that I'm in. It's huge. I'm in a 5,000 square foot shop, and that mistake when I make it is huge. But if I leave, if I walk outside, get away from it, don't stare at it, don't, don't see its accusing finger staring at me, pointing at me, I mean, and if I can get away from it, if I can walk around the block, by the time I come back, I've calmed down and I've come up with a solution. It always works. It always works just to get away. And so that's my technique now. It's taken some time to learn how to do that, but I I can do that now. I'm still loud, but I can forgive myself better and come up with a solution. I had a student in class one time, and he had taken many classes from me. Good guy. Fun to be around, but boy, was he hard on himself. And he made a mistake once. I think he cut a mortise in the wrong spot. And he packed up and he left. Never saw him again. And that kind of harsh attitude towards yourself. It's, it's just a shame. It's a shame to see. I hope the best for him. I hope he learns to forgive himself because we are we are all human at this. And these mistakes that we make, uh, they're, they're, they're usually fixable. They're usually pretty fixable. At the worst, you have to replace a piece of wood. You didn't lose a life or lose a limb on the operating table. This, these are these are simple things that we're we're dealing with. What I think is far more important when it comes to considering mistakes are those mistakes we make by not choosing to do something, a mistake of choice. By choosing to do something that ends up being stupid and counterproductive or by not choosing to take a path and follow it and follow it to its conclusion. I think that's one of the things about a creative life that is worth knowing, worth noting. Um, We get opportunities and we have the choice. Uh, Is it a mistake to... (laughs) Is it a mistake to... uh, I'm thinking back to being a knucklehead when I was a young guy and uh, hanging out in the park, drinking, smoking, and you know, after a few weeks of this, I realized, you know, this this is fine. It's summertime, but come wintertime, this is not going to be such a good choice. And so I corrected that mistake, moved on, moved on, tried to find something that, that made sense, and then here I am. I ended up with this stuff. Anyway, we all make choices, and um, so it's good to check in and make sure you're on the on the path you need to be. I'm I'm just all over the map today. Thanks for uh, staying with me. Thanks for listening in. Um, we have coming up some opportunities for you that I need to tell you about. I'm going to start banging this drum early because I'd like to uh, get a group in for our hand tool shop coming up in May next year. Actually, it starts in April, starting April 27th. Four weeks of hand tool work. We'll be building a small project building a drawer, doing some inlay work, doing all this on a nightstand project, all handwork, and it's going to be great fun. So check that out. Please check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com, 
and uh, come and visit us at the studio. I appreciate your support. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.